0: Are you ready?
1: A shot of wrestling. Episode 223.
0: And away we go. Break, so get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heart breaker. This is my door. I'm a Brainzer, Brittany Land, nature boy, about to seek and destroy It's an SOW, let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 223 of A Shot of Wrestling. Football not the only thing that's back. Your boy, at Adam, is back behind the, the helm as well. You're welcome. <sighs> Pause for editing. Boring. Pause for editing. And we're back. All right. Season premiere, Mark. Season five of A Shot of Wrestling. Are you editing me out? Dude, <laughs> this show... Funny. Good job, Mark. That's funny. I am, I am happy to be back.
2: The show is way better... When I was hosting, it was the highest-rated episode of the summer for Shot of Wrestling. That's not true. I'll have you know that. That's it is true. true. It's not true. It is true. Mark Schwann equals ratings, baby. All right. I'll leave right now. Take care, Mark. No, no, no. You stay. It's cool. I'll let you on. <laughs> Putty, come back. Stop sulking. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm only messing with you. Now, put your headset back on. Yeah, no, you're
1: kidding, because uh, that show was god-awful, I apologize to anybody who listened to it.
2: mean that show was god-awful? Are you going to shit on your own show?
1: No, thank God for Carson, man. Carson uh, was the saving grace of that show. Oh, stop your nonsense. So Carson, it's... thank you for saving the show. Uh, without you, I don't know what would have
2: happened. Carson's never going to hang out with you, so I don't know why you're, like, you're sucking up to him on the air.
1: Um, how do you know? How do you know we haven't hung out already?
2: Okay. Exactly. Okay. you a
1: little shook now, huh, Mark? Huh?
2: you a little scared now? I'm not shook. I'm not scared. Anyway,
1: I heard you were very shook and very scared in Atlantic City last weekend for BCW's fourth anniversary show.
2: How is I shook or scared? We won every single match. I'm talking, I'm talking about?
1: about the post-game show, at, uh, Walking the Boardwalk. I've heard a lot of stories, Mark. I've heard some stories. I heard a thing or two about a thing or two.
2: Listen, the but, fact is... What,
1: stays, what happens in Atlantic City stays in Atlantic City.
2: What do we, you- had a cel- we had a celebration... Because we have the first ever BCW Tag Team Champions. My boys, Chris Barton, Dominic De Niro, it was of the Satsucha Squad, East Coast Syndicate, first ever Tag uh, Team Champions, man. So it was a celebration on the boardwalk.
1: How was the show? How was the turnout?
2: It was a good, solid show, man, especially since you know we only had a couple weeks to put it on, get the, get the word out there. I was very pleased with the turnout, very pleased with how everything went. Uh, BCW Anniversary 4 came back in a big way at the showboats. And, yeah, Rick Recon qualified onto the next round for the Golden the Golden Dragon Championship. Uh, then we also have, again, as I said, first-ever tag team champion. So it was a big night for Seth Sushan's squad.
1: Did Darius Carter really come to the ring in a stretch limo?
2: Dude. Like JBL Styles? Dude, Darius Carter is just going to do what Darius Carter does, I guess. Like, he... He's just all flash and pizzazz, you know. It, it's going to his head. He was on. He's number what three thirty seven in PWI five hundred. Good for him, you know. Longest reigning champion in BCW history. Good for him. But now it, it's just all going to his head. You know, he's drinking his own Kool Aid, and out he goes getting his own limo, getting his own escort service. Here, uh, the dude's out of his mind.
1: Rightfully so. He can back it up, doll. He he's, his mouth is writing checks. He can cash. So I'm not. Listen. anybody deserves a stretch limo, it's the all-father, Darius Carter,
2: Hell of a competitor. I give him that. But, you know, like, someone's got to put him in his place soon enough. Was oh, that you, Mark? Hey, this is ridiculous. Is that going to be you, Mark? I'm not a competitor for the oh, thousandth time. Jesus. All talk. You know, all talk. Listen, not for nothing. If my representation, if they cleared me, if they were, be okay, Mark, fine, you can compete. I would compete. No problem. But no. Mm-hmm. no, 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 no. It would be a bad look for me. That would, it would be a liability for any show that I'm on. Mm-hmm. So here I am. I, I'm, I'm there because of my love for professional wrestling and my, my allegiance with the Statution Squad. And I, I'm i out there supporting. Okay. You know who deserves a shot? I'll tell you who deserves a shot at the title is Rick Recon. Rick Recon is the show horse, and the workhorse, he looks apart, and he backs it up in the ring. That man is a star. He is the future of BCW. And listen, if management were smart enough, they would give them that marquee match that he deserves.
1: Isn't he going for that dragon belt?
2: That dragon belt? Yes, he is going so, for the dragon belt. One belt at a time, okay? Jesus. One belt at a time. He deserves all shit. Hey, if, if Ruthless Lala could go out there and say that she's going to win every single title that BCW has, then why can't Rick Recon? Why can't Dominic De Niro? Why can't Chris Bart?
1: Okay. Anyway, Mark, sorry I couldn't be there. The last minute I thought about going, then I guess. You weren't I, there? Yeah, I wasn't there. Didn't notice. <laughs> you wouldn't have noticed. I wouldn't have hung out with you anyway. Oh, okay. Not that you remember. So how was the uh, no ring death match? How'd that go over?
2: Oh, my God. So the after party, it was insane. Uh, we're going to get into All Out a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but yeah, Casanova uh, Valentine, he delivered, man. I mean, he's known for his death matches, and I I can see why. We also had Tommy Dreamer there. Can't forget that.
1: Oh, at the watch party. How's that go? How's he doing?
2: He's doing great. You know, I caught up with him in an interview that we did last week on Shot of Wrestling. Uh, Something you could listen to. It was the very last episode. You know, he's doing well. You know, and we saw him on the impact and what happened there. So uh, he was doing better before what happened.
1: (laughs) Now, this is probably your biggest name you've interviewed. Were you a little nervous, a little butterflies in the stomach?
2: I wasn't nervous at all. Uh, I have to say, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you're right. I mean, this was the biggest interview I had and I was honored to do it. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Tommy Dreamer is just, I I, know there's no disrespect to him, but, uh, you know, he's another person, he's another human being. I don't really get intimidated by another person. Uh, I go in there, I do my job, I do what I have to do. Um, And and that was that, you know, Tommy Dreamer is an ultimate professional, which was great. So I mean that that was it. I mean I, I I view I'm in professional wrestling, so I you know for me to fanboy over over people that I've watched, I feel like that would be unprofessional. You know I have to view everyone as pretty much up here. I don't say fanboy. I'm just saying, oh my god, me, I'm talking to Tommy Fucking Dreamer. Uh, listen, I mean it was a cool moment. Don't get me wrong. Like you know it was a cool moment. I was honored to do it. But it, it's going. I hope this doesn't come across narcissistic or anything. But you know I I, oh, I have to have. I have to have a matter of professionalism to myself mm-hmm. because if I came out, but like, if I, if, I, if I fed into the idea of, like, oh my God, yeah, I'm interviewing someone I've watched on TV a million times, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to have a good interview.
1: Okay. Great. Right. You did a good job. Like the, good interview.
2: Thank you. Like the last time I had a moment like that, I have to say, was my first network audition. It was for Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. And I got psyched out in my head. I was like, oh my God, I'm auditioning for Blue Bloods. So this is a big deal. I got it. got it. And, like, obviously, I didn't give my best because I wasn't in the moment. You know, I was just thinking about um, conditioning for blue bloods. So, you know, I I, I had a different mindset after that.
1: And your first show here, too. You didn't give your best because you were too nervous? (laughs) I was a guest.
2: (laughs) You were nervous. I didn't know know what I was getting myself into. No, I wasn't nervous. Neither did I. And here we are. Unfortunately. Was it a year or two later? Almost two years later, Mark. Almost two years. Wow. Look at that. Time That's flies when you're having fun. That's why it seems like forever. You were so much nicer to me back then.
1: You you weren't as a narcissistic, self centered prick back then. You were a nice guy too. So
2: now it's no, real, I see the now I see the real you. I'm now like, oh my god, who's I this guy? am. I, I haven't changed at all. I am who I always have been. You know, I'm Mark Schwann.
1: No, you're more of a dick now. Like you're letting it go to your head.
2: How much more of a dick? Get, going to my head? Well, I'm not coming out in limos like Darius Carter.
1: The fame of being a co host of a shot of wrestling is going to your head a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs>
2: I'm aiming for your spot, Putty.
1: You can have it. I'm done. Five, five seasons. I'm. You can. All yours. I'm ready to retire.
2: Um, uh, you know so overall,
1: so overall, great, great experience down Atlantic City. Uh, any talk of going back? That, that you heard about? Yeah.
2: I, uh, you know, I, I hear from the grapevine that you know it's something that we're looking to go back again. Maybe make it a yearly thing. Uh, that's just something through grapevine. There was a great response there, especially during a pandemic, and yeah, again on short thing. notice. Uh, so, you know, I was pleased to see the outcome. I can only imagine what it would be, you know, if once we get it out of this and uh, once we had uh, you a know, longer time to market it, I can I only imagine what it would look like. I hope we go back. I hope the rumors are true, but we shall see. Only time will tell. It's, it's, right now, it's just on to the next one.
1: All right. Can't wait. Hopefully there's a next time. So uh, cause I missed out this time. So, you know, I love going to Atlantic City. So next time, color party there.
2: Yeah. All seriousness, man, I would love to have you there, shot wrestling represents.
1: all right mark today is september 11th
2: Yes, and usually the recording on september 11th
1: recording i'm sorry thank you for clarifying recording on september 11th and usually i like to uh pause and signify this moment by airing one of the most poignant moments i can remember vince mcmahon's speech on september 13th on lives uh, smackdown the next the first largest gathering assembly of people since the attacks
2: that, that was before right. the mets game right
1: yeah. And I usually play it every year. But, you know, back in February, I lost everything. And it's a four to five minute speech. And I cut it down to like a minute, minute, minute and a half. Mark, I didn't have time to do that this time. So I can't play. Wow. Slacking.
2: Play. I'm play. Slacking.
1: I'm a busy man. So this time, let's change it up a little bit. And uh, I listened to it earlier today. Still gives me goosebumps. We're going to play Lillian Garcia singing the national anthem that very day. So um, take it away, Lillian.
0: Ladies and gentlemen rise for the singing
1: of our national anthem.
3: Oh, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars
2: An emotional week for all
3: Americans and for all of humanity. But we'll be back.
0: It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schlaw. All
1: right, Mark. Again, still getting goosebumps. Great rendition of the national anthem by the lovely Lainey Garcia. Let's again some news, Mark. W reportedly released several dozen employees this past Thursday, most who were furloughed already back in April and who've been waiting on the word when they can come back to work. PW Insider reports that they believe there's more than 60 to 70 staffers let go this week. It's a lot of people, Mark. One of those was Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe, who was with the company for 36 years. They also released Sarah Stock from her backstage producing position. And my man Mike Rotunda, IRS himself. The latest round the cuts are said to be from all across the border. The travel departments and live events hit the hardest. 12 to 15 people from the live events division were let go. A high-ranking vice president was also let go. Their names should be released very soon. Now, this is due to the reduced need for those departments because they're not traveling anymore because of this COVID-19 pandemic. Many sources say that this move is also a signal that WWE will not be getting back to live events anytime soon, especially with the re- release of Mike Rotunda. Now they blame us on budget cuts, Mark. We just reported a couple of weeks ago they made a shitload of money during this pandemic. So can they really blame us on budget cuts when they have the money?
2: I mean, listen, you know, I it a makes sense. losing
1: a job. And, and
2: there's a lot of people there's a lot of people losing a job and it sucks. I mean, people are losing jobs all across the board in different type of companies and industries right now because of the pandemic. I you know, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a cost cutting move. You know, there there's not gonna be live events for quite some time. Uh, it doesn't even sound like, even when things go back to normal, it doesn't even sound like they're going to really be traveling on the road that much during uh-huh. like, uh, doing like dark shows. So.
1: And we've been reporting for, what, I guess now you can say months, WWE's been trying to hurry back to get live audiences. Now it seems like they've given up and they're going to stick to this Thunderdome idea.
2: Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, I, I reported last show, you know, it, it seems like they're gung-ho in the, in the Thunderdome. Uh, they have that until at least the end of October. Uh, but, you know, with AEW, they have fans coming back. It, it sounds it sounds great. It's great to see the fans back there miss an organic reaction. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE does have some sort of live fans come back at some point, uh, you know, especially if things wind up being the same or better uh, come November. But, you know, time shall tell. We don't know because, you know, at that point, flu season is going to kick in and we may shut down again. Who knows?
1: Oh, God, I hope not. I can't deal with this again. Can we just get a vaccine already? This is ridiculous. Oh, right. When they come out with a vaccine, you going to get it?
2: Uh, wait and see, yeah, how much no. We'll have to
1: see. There's no <laughs> way I'm getting that right away. Please. All right, Mark, in other news, W considers their superstars, as we all know, independent contractors. They like that label because the company doesn't have to supply things that they normally have to do to employees, like health insurance and stuff like that. Well, this new third-party ban could ruffle some feathers and cause a change during his latest podcast, Eric Bischoff brought up the new third-party ban, and he had a very interesting take on things. He said, and I quote, It can backfire. Any wrestling company out there has a distinct advantage when producing television in that there are no unions. To be able to classify talent as independent contractors is a big advantage in the industry across the board, not just for WWE. I saw people on social media commenting, saying, Wrestlers need a union. Be careful what you wish for, because that shit can come back to kill you. I would encourage the talent to really think about it long and hard, whether or not they want to unionize. Now I've been hearing about wrestlers... Forming unions, I think almost my whole life, never came to fruition. Do you think we will see wrestlers form a union? And you think they should?
2: So I have many thoughts on this. So I'm part of a union. Yeah. I'm part of SAG-AFTRA Guild. Right? And uh, there are a lot of perks to being involved in a union. Trust me, there are. But you know, there, there are definitely some side effects too. You know, and I, and I could see the uh, adverse effects how it could have in wrestling. Uh, But with that being said, I I understand why they do it. I understand why a lot of promotions do it. Uh, You know, it it helps them out. And in a way, it may help some wrestlers out as well. But my issue is that pretty much every other promotion, they are indeed independent contractors because they're pretty much free to go to take whatever bookings they want. Most promotions. Most promotions, yeah. Not WWE. Yeah. WWE, it's, very exclusive you're you're pretty much uh, an employee you can't take other bookings you you, you have to get daddy's permission aka events. basically yeah. and at, at, at that point too like you're not allowed that now with like the newer rulings that you had you, um you know you can't be on twitch you can't be on cameo uh, uh i forgot what the other one was but it, it's essentially saying that he owns the rights to to your personal name on top of that, like this doesn't sound like an mm-hmm. independent contractor. It sounds like an employee. Yep. So then if that's the case, then you need to reclassify that.
1: Well, I read today cause... that this whole ban, they're going to now do on a case-by-case basis. So if they want to do a Twitter cameo. They cannot use their stage name. They've got to use their real personal name. And they're going to review it based on the person and the situation. So it's not a total ban, but it's going to
2: be now a case-to-case basis. Yeah, because you see, like someone like Paige, for example, who's not even on WWE TV anymore, and she, huge, huge she Twitch, makes a dude. shitload of money there's, off Twitch.
1: There's not that many those guys on cameo, and if they are, they're like several hundred dollars. I'm like, no way, if I'm not spending four hundred dollars to get a two minute video from Alexa Bliss.
2: Ridiculous. <laughs> Cut two two
1: weeks Six, later. Six hundred dollars for Ric Flair. <laughs> get the hell out of here! If you want to go have, so let me know. If
2: you had the money, you'd do it. Ric Flair? I don't think so.
1: It takes hundred bucks.
2: I mean, I personally would do it. I have a feeling you would. No, nah, not 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 that much for that guy. No, no, thank you. <laughs> not for that guy. It's Ric Flair. He's a legend. Six hundred bucks. How much would you pay for Shawn Michaels?
1: Like if I had if money wasn't an object,
2: if money wasn't an object, right?
1: I could see him going for five hundred.
2: Okay, fair enough. Um, but no, but to answer your your original question, you know, it, it really does depend because okay, so speaking from SAG. You know I'm very well protected. You know you, you get the health benefits. You get there's a lot of perks that are involved with it. You know your, your wages are protected. But you know as far as like say for like other type of work, like I can't work non union gigs. So say like there are a lot of commercials, especially right now. There's a lot of opportunities for non union actors out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much for SAG projects uh, because there's a lot more restrictions on there. You know, and so I could see with wrestling how that would hurt if like there was a union, because you know, say say like the major promotions, say they unionized, right? Okay. But you know how you know how could like you know independent promotion or local promotion have a union or or, or be able to support union projects? Then
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, so like then you know, you people from like Impact or from uh, TNA or MLW, say if say of MLW, like they supported union Prom talent, you know they, they can't take other bookings outside. So it, it becomes tougher for them.
1: So you're kind of on the side with Eric Bischoff in this case, then uh, or if you start I, I think about every, it's a slippery slope.
2: It, it's a slippery slope. You know, it really is. Like it depends. Like I, I feel like everyone has their own different needs. So do you think this is why yeah. we they haven't seen it yet? That's why we haven't seen it yet because it's just there's just. Um, it would be hard to do. I like, I think it sounds great on paper, but when they see the the effects of it, like they're like, "Oh, damn!" Like yeah. there would definitely be a lot of complaints. You know, like, just because I'm a, a SAG actor, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean the grass is completely green on the other side. You know, like I, I've seen a lot of like my non-union actor friends doing a lot of work during this pandemic. I can't. So like that that would definitely play in wrestling in, in they would see it in some capacity the way i'm seeing it as an actor but you know going to wwe like the whole definition of independent, independent contractor and employee i mean they are really taking advantage of their employees i would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah you think yeah ah uh, it's 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 horrible what they're doing
1: now news mark this is for you wednesday night dynamite episode drew 1.016 million viewers on TNT, this is the best viewership for 2020 and the third best viewership of all time. Their premiere on October 2nd drew 1.4 million. October 9th episode drew 1.18. And their third episode drew 1.14. So this is the first time they've hit over a million since their debut. What do you talking this up to? There was no competition from NXT. This was a fallout show from the pay-per-view. Do you think this is a victim of circumstances or you think the tide is turning and people are tuning into AEW Dynamite week in and week out?
2: I think it does have to do with the fact that uh, a mixture of things here, you know. Right? So NXT was on Tuesday night this week, this past week, and then on top of that, you have the the aftermath of their pay per view of All Out. So I think there's a combination there of what's going on, Uh, and then of course, you know, I mean, AEW Dynamite they consistently do put on good shows. I haven't necessarily seen like a really awful show. Like you know, we've seen plenty of bad Raws or we've seen bad Smackdowns. Uh, I, I can't say that for sure, like, you know, there's an AWS, oh my God, this is awful. And, you know, it's, uh, like, there have been like shows that have been better than others, but consistently overall as a product, it's been spot on, you know, it's been on brand. So it, it's growing. And I, and I think the fact is like, you know, you had to make sure of these things here, these variables, uh, that's why it went over to a million. Will it, will we see it be consistently over a million? I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I think, I think maybe the competition does take it away. I mean, you see NXT, their ratings are up too when they're on another night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not necessarily. I don't think they cracked a million yet, NXT. But they have, but not recently. I I don't necessarily know if they have. I'm not too sure. I think they've gotten close, but I don't think they actually cracked a million yet. I got to say, I mean, AEW Dynamite has been like not even a full year yet. No. You know, and they're just keep almost. And they're growing, growing, growing. You know, if they consistently hit a million from this point forward, I think they're, I, I think they're, um, that's above and beyond the projections.
1: I heard somewhere, I didn't read the whole article, but that WWE is going to look at their ratings for NXT on Tuesday nights and maybe move NXT. I heard a rumor about that. Yeah. I hope that's not true. I think it's too early to throw the towel in just yet. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I if it, it makes move, sense. If they do move,
2: it would be look, seen as throwing in the towel. I don't know. I don't necessarily know about that. You know, I, I, I don't necessarily view it so much as a war. You know, I, I just view it as just like, you know, we have a lot of good wrestling out there right now, and, you know, you just got to do what makes sense.
1: We'll find out. We'll follow that story closely. Finally, Mark, in other news, unfortunately, some sad news. For those who watched TNA back in the day, the Spike TV days, you undoubtedly heard the voice of the great Barry Scott. Scott's deep voice narrated the vignettes of every TNA pay-per-view and lots of other productions for their television shows and online videos. He unfortunately passed away at the age of 65 years old. Impact reports We are deeply saddened to learn of wow. the passing of Barry Scott. For years, Barry was the iconic voice of TNA Wrestling, lending us gravitas and credibility. He will be dearly missed. The last time I heard Barry Scott's voice was a couple, weeks ago, a couple months ago when uh, I talked about it on the show, when Moose decided to break into the Impact's theme and do his whole old-school TNA Championship promo. If you heard his voice, you'll know who he is. So let me play a clip for you. Him doing the cold opening to the latest for Slammiversary last year. He didn't do it this year because I think he was too sick. So uh, enjoy the late, great Barry Scott.
0: Remember when a dream was born. When an icon arose. When a gold medalist captured the headlines. When an immortal one captivated the world. And when a knockout made her story history. Remember then, but marvel at the emergence happening now. Remember these faces? The bright new stars rising. The legends shining. The legacies being written. The young warriors on the edge of immortality. Remember this night. This moment. And this new era. The memories destined to be etched in the annals of time. Remember then, but revel in the now. For these are the days of their yearning. And this night, yet another time of our becoming. A night we'll all remember, long after the final bell tolls. It's time for this week's TV takedown.
1: All right, Mark. Pretty interesting week of TV this week. What do you have for me? All
2: right, so my TV takedown moment. I mean, there were some good quality matches this past week on TV. Uh, You know, but the the one match that stands out to me, and you know, there 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 are a couple of impact that, that blew me away. But the one match that stood out to me the most this past week, I have to say, was an NXT, a uh, Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez, that, that steel cage match, yep. I thought was, was phenomenal. You know, it, it was, it, I mean, talk about like, two great talent right there. Like, women that are built the same way, two powerhouses, and you, you, have, you lock them together in a cage. Uh, it, it helped tell that story all the way through uh, I enjoyed the ending. I, I enjoyed uh I, I pretty much enjoyed all the spots in the match. But the, the the thing about that is it stood out to me during a pretty damn good card. You yeah. know, we had a championship match where we saw Finn Balor uh, become the, N- the NXT champion. We defeated Am Cole, which was a fucking fantastic match. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think like, all right, well, what? How? how can a match beat that? But, you know, I got to say, Rhea Ripley, Mercedes Martinez, they did everything that they could to stand out. And they told a good story.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, My takedown, I couldn't really pick one. So I'm just going to go with NXT this week. It was bookmarked by two great matches, two entertaining matches. The opening contest, amazing. The main event was awesome. Uh, It was just what a night of TV. What a hell of a night they uh, put on that night.
2: No, they definitely did. Uh, you know, I mean I I I was almost considering Cole and Finn Balor that match as my takedown, but you know, I, I really didn't like the how the whole championship unfolded. You know, I I, I thought it was such a cop out of trying to extend this match or this rivalry or whatever you want to call it. Uh I, I really felt like we should have had a winner somewhere somewhere than the uh was it last week, that night yeah. of the Fatal Four way? Yeah, uh, the Iron fact that they, night. yeah, the fact that they extended it to this week, I thought was, it was bush league. It, it was just, come on, man, really, is this what we're doing right now? Well, the way uh, it ended not with to, him. Not to, take, just not to take anything away for the competitors. You know, I think yeah, oh, the competitors course. did an amazing job. Like, you know, I just I wasn't a fan of the creative direction of it. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, Rhea Ripley and and uh, Mercedes Martinez. You know, and I, I guess, you know, Mercedes Martinez, you know, she's performed BCW before She we've seen her here in New York. She was an interviewee, uh, here in shot of wrestling and, you know, just to see her get her shine and with, uh, with such great talent and you know, getting showcased the way she is. It's just, it's really cool to see.
1: Uh, honorable mention motor city machine guns versus the uh, rascals on impact. Another amazing, good match. Another Didn't amazing. like to finish, but, um, I thought it was a good, this great match. Everyone used to talk about AEW's tag team division to watch. I don't think is all that great.
2: Really, I, I think NXT, oh, not NXT. I'm sorry, AEW has the the deepest tag team that's division t- out there. That's
1: what. Like I said, I'm just saying this as someone who's not really all that into AEW right now. So, but I watched that clip of them at the revival doing the tag team celebration FTR. celebration thingy, and like who are these guys? Who are these jabronis around the ring? Like there wasn't any real tag team except for SCU. They didn't. They didn't
2: have their whole t- t- tag team roster out there. But you know, I, I, AEW has the Young Bucks. Who else? Young Bucks. I mean, you know, uh, who else was missing? Um,
1: Not throwing. Away, now they're throwing in Chris Jericho and uh, James. LAX
2: was missing out there.
1: LAX. That was one. E, okay, I thought. I thought somebody was missing, but I couldn't figure it out. But, yeah, just sure there, there,
2: there was at least another, two other teams that I feel like they were missing out there.
1: Figure Don't sleep on Impact tag team
2: division. Best though. friends were missing.
1: They seem to be uh, building quite the nice roster themselves.
2: Dark Order was missing. I mean, like, they, I mean they, they do have quite a bit of tag teams over there that have been impressive. Uh, the Butch and the Blade were missing, I think. Obviously, been a while, yeah. Aren't they with a
1: new faction now? Aren't they with somebody else now?
2: Yeah, I mean they're with uh, the Lucha Pros with uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie and Kingston, that's who it was. Okay, yeah, who I, I think is just amazing on the mic. Oh, he's he's untouchable. He's a fucking fantastic. Yeah, he, he was. Yonkers he was... Pride, right there.
1: Speaking of AEW, All Out,
2: their big pay per view
1: happened this week. Mark,
2: what do you got for me? Listen, the match just stood up for me, and I and I know I know a lot of people have their opinions about this pay per view that it didn't necessarily you know knock Owens socks off that it was probably the weaker AEW pay per view. But you know, I want to look at the positives here. Uh, you know, I really thought you know that tag team match, the championship match, the FTR versus Hangman and Omega. <sighs> that's tag team wrestling right there. You know it. it it had everything you want to see. It had quality tag team wrestling. It was technical. It they had good spots in there, and then it also told a story. Uh, you know, it told a story with uh, with Omega and Hangman. You know, it makes me intrigued to see you know what happens next with them. You know, will will they overcome, or you know, are they going to feud? It seems like they're going to be feuding, and then that would be a great rivalry to see. And then you know, you celebrate FTR, uh, which I think might be the best tag team in wrestling today. Of all promotions. Team champions.
1: All promotions. FTR is your number one tag team right now.
2: They're up there, man. I mean, like, you know, Motor City, Machine Guns, I mean, they're a fantastic team as well. They're right up there. It's like one and two. So
1: you're just going to throw away Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry to say, buddy.
1: My takedown of All Out was a match I was kind of curious to watch. The uh, Hirokita, Hirokuda, what's the fucking name? Haikura? What's that? What are, you, what are you trying to say? Shida? Hikaru. Hikaru? Hikaru. Thank you. Ready? Hikaru, Shida versus Thunder Rosa. That uh, was a match I was curious to see how they were going to play out. They got a decent amount of time, which is good. It was a fun, it was an interesting, fun match to watch. And uh, it was really kind of one of the matches that stood out to me that actually had real wrestling. Like legitimate, straight up wrestling. It was a fun wrestling match to watch. And um, well done to both ladies. It was a great job. I mean, you knew she wasn't going to win. She was just there to lose. But she put it one hell of a fight and it was very entertaining to watch.
2: You know, Thunder Rosa. I feel like would be such a great addition to the AEW roster. You know, like she. We we've been talking for a while. The AEW women's roster is not necessarily complete. You know, they they definitely have uh, some room to grow. I I feel like their the chemistry has grown. I feel like the women they've been doing better than when they initially aired. But, you know, they're still like a, a signing or two away from being like, yeah, like, you know, this is a division we can get behind. And I think Thunder them. I mean, people know who she is. She's obviously very talented. You know, she's the NWA Women's Champion for a reason. And, and, you know, it was cool to see the cross promotion there. I'd like to see more of it. But, man, like, you know, what an addition that would be. Because obviously, yeah, it was a whole different. It was probably the best women's match that AEW has had.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I was really impressed a couple of weeks ago during my time off. It was Thunder Rosa versus uh, Serena Deb. I thought that was a great match, and I think Thunder Rosa is just someone they should sign. Uh, I am I'm assuming it's only, it's only a matter of time.
2: I don't know what necessarily her contract situation is in NWA. I don't even know what, what NWA's future is right now. Yeah, not many people you, do. You know, I, I, I know they're not they're saying they're not going anywhere. They said they're gonna come back, but when? You know, we don't necessarily know that. And you know, you have you have a, like, such, You do have good talent over there and NWA.
1: I know she is on a um, per-appearance contract right now, Thunder Rosa, with
2: AEW. N-A- right. I think that's a great relationship. I, I think you know, there should be more of that. I would like to see more of that in wrestling.
1: And how about uh, this coming week, her defending the NWA championship on AEW, something we don't see rarely these days anymore, another promotion I know. championship
2: defended on another promotion. And You know this. I, I I have a feeling this is Cody Rhodes doing, and, and you know, hats off to him. It's, it reminds me back to the territories in a way. Yeah. You know, bringing that back, and again, I you know, I just said it, but you know, you, how awesome would it be if you saw more promotions do this? If they have some sort of agreement to work that out? I know WWE will never do it. They'll never do it.
1: Well, they had they did a little but- bit with ECW back in the day, and they had some rumblings of Ring of Honor a while back, but. So it's something they should take advantage of, but they won't, like you said. They're yeah, not, they, they should I mean, I think the closest. Don't exist in that universe.
2: The closest they've had it with recently, I mean, you could probably say it's maybe evolved.
1: Yeah, but can you say that? Evolves as a smaller. And they, they pretty much
2: just bought it out, like
1: yeah. outright. So. Speaking of which, congratulations to Joe Gacy, our friend of the show, getting signed.
2: Yes. yes, much. Congrats to him. Going, um,
1: going back to TV, how do you feel? Man, Mauro out. My man, Wade Barrett.
2: <laughs> commentating on uh, NXT. Is it more enjoyable I don't like seeing, don't like seeing people lose their jobs. So it seems like it was a, an it thing, was a yeah. mutual. Yeah. Well, it's it's mutual. It was mutual fired. Right. Listen, I, I have to say I've been enjoying NXT a little bit better wow. now that Mauro is gone. Okay. I think it is him. I think it was him that was holding me back from like really and truly enjoying NXT because You know, I I like to enjoy the whole experience. I like to watch the action in the ring. I like to, you know, get invested in the stories and the characters, but also commentary. Commentary does help. And I feel like Morrow just took it away, Uh, me enjoying it. I feel like it was just more about him than putting the talent over. Just my perception. I know I'm going to get crucified from this from fans because people love Morrow, but that's just my personal opinion.
1: I don't know if I was talking to you about this or somebody else on show, off air. But, you know, good job for Vic Joseph getting another shot. I didn't really have a problem with his commentary on Raw. I thought he was getting better week in and week out, and now he's getting another, He's getting the ball to try again, and um, now he's better with Wade Vic Barrett. Vic Joseph,
2: this is the best that he's been, I have to say. Less pressure, probably. Less pressure, maybe. I, I don't know, maybe because he he maybe he just gels better with Beth Phoenix and, and Wade Barrett. I don't necessarily know if he has so much Vince McMahon screaming in his ear. No, Vince uh, is nasty. Right. A, yeah. So, I mean, that, that probably does uh, play into it as well.
1: Speaking of Way Barrett, i hope he gets a full-time contract. I know this is still an audition period, feeling out trial, but I'm hoping he gets it. I, I really enjoy Way Barrett.
2: He's got a great voice. He always has. And, you know, he, he's definitely enjoyable and commentary.
1: All right, Mark, it's time for a new segment for the show, starting season five with a new segment. Are you ready for this? Our shot of the week, Mark. Shot of the week. It's where we shoot, basically, on something that's bothering us, something that's agitating us, something we got to get, get off our chests just can't hold it in anymore, Mark. We have got to let it out. And something's been bothering me for the past, what, two weeks now on my vacation? I wasn't on the show. We'll talk about it. Now I'm going to talk about
2: it. Are you ready for this? Oh, boy, well, you're, getting, you're getting riled up. I can see it in your eyes. Okay. All right. Lay it on us, buddy.
1: Now, you know me, Mark. I'm always one to quickly defend the WWE. Oh, yeah. I call myself a loyalist, right? i got a problem with WWE right now. And it's really hard, weird for me to say this, but i got a big problem. A couple of years ago, what, almost two years ago now, you introduced the Women's Tag Team Championships. Everybody wanted the Tag Team Champions for the Women's Division. Not me. Said it numerous times on this show. I wanted an intercontinental champion for the Women's Division. Nope. They didn't listen to me this time. They gave us a Tag Team Division. A Tag Team Championship. Because they were building tag teams, throwing random women together, and now they're all of a sudden, they're tag teams. Except for one, Marcus. The Iconics. The only legitimate... Born and bred tag team in your brand new tag team division. The only legitimate tag team in your entire roster. And now you're breaking them up? Your women's tag team division, barely even getting off the ground. Okay, you did a great job this past summer. Props to Bailey, props to Sasha Banks for holding it down during this pandemic. The pandemic is now, you're trying to move past it now and I guess advance storylines. Um, uh, but you break up the iconics? And I just mentioned in the last segment, and now you have N- Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler just randomly thrown together. Weren't they fighting like three weeks ago? Now they're the tag team champions? You have one tag team build the division around this tag team. Once you establish legitimate tag teams, then you can break them up. I understand Peyton Royce is a star. If you want to build her up. She's the next biggest thing, yada, yada, yada. That can wait a year. She ain't going nowhere. Okay? You just... Broke up the only tag team you have now, okay? I can't wait for Tamina and uh, Dana Brooks' tag team reign, and that's my shot.
2: Wow. Wow. Where do I I go from here? Listen, you know, I'm all for a good storyline. You know, I'm waiting to see how this plays out. I understand your frustration with this, buddy, but, you know, it just goes to show Vince McMahon's lack of care for tag team divisions and man or woman, it makes no difference. He just hates tag teams. Yeah, I don't understand um, why Peyton Royce. I mean, he's got a great look to her. She's got a lot of charisma. Uh, you know, she's gotten better in the ring, much better.
1: I can see she's a star, but I think
2: just ugh. I'm curious about her direction and wh- what they're going to do with her from here. I. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily like a rough breakup, as we saw. I mean, yes, they did wrestle each other, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. But, you know, how it ended off, you know, they, they pretty much hugged at the end.
1: Yeah, and, they're and probably, so we'll never see Billy Kay again, friends. right? Bye-bye, Billy Kay. See her at AEW. Well, Billy
2: Kay's still going to be in WWE. I doubt that. Not for much longer. You, you think Billy Kay's completely done?
1: I, from what I heard, they, they have zero plans for her. Unless no, she, they move her to, like, SmackDown or NXT and repackage her and give her a whole new thing. I, from what I heard, she's done.
2: Oh, man, that would be sad.
1: She'll be like Dana Brooke and just pop up here and there, maybe in a Battle Royal or Royal Rumble, but we, I don't see her doing Dana anything.
2: Brooke is someone I, I think they should build up too. You know, I'm, Dana sorry, Brooke, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you say
1: waste of talent? Yeah, I totally agree with you too. What a waste.
2: Dana Brooke's a waste of talent?
1: She's a talent. They're wasting her. That's what I mean by waste. They're wasting her. Oh, okay. Her. I was going
2: to say. I what? Think
1: <laughs> she's, she's, she could be a face of the vision too.
2: Yeah, I, I, I feel like you know Dana Brooke – you know, maybe even Billy Kay. You know, a signing at, at AEW would help that roster more, and they they could elevate their game and be the star that they are. I mean, you look at someone like Diana Peraza yeah, uh, going <laughs> yeah. going to Impact, and just look at how good she's doing over there. You know, like, not everything is not everything you see on TV or certain booking is necessarily a curse. You know, a, a blessing. It could be a blessing disguised. You know, when they go on to somewhere else. You know, look at Miro now debuting uh, debuting in um in AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat, I mean that promo he cut was damn good. You know, you felt that from him, and obviously he he's in a better place. Um, you know, it goes for most of the talent you see going somewhere else. So, listen, I'm with you. Uh, they're shitting on the tag teams. Shana Baszler, Nia Jax. It looks like they're going to be a, a woman version of Team Hell No. I don't um, know how I feel great. about that. That's true. You know, I, I can they pull it off? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not too sure. You know, only time will tell. But, yeah, they did break up a, a very good tag team t- too soon, I think. And, you know, you're still building up this division. I, I, I can't even think of a legit tag team right now. The, the, the Riot Squad, I guess, is out there. I guess.
1: They, didn't, they just came back together. so I guess. That, and they were still toying with some friction between them. So I don't know how substantial that team is. but
2: Right. And, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss and, uh, and uh, I got a blank on her name.
1: <laughs> Nikki Cross.
2: Nikki, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. It uh, doesn't look like they're going to be teaming up anymore. They Sasha Banks yeah, they really,
1: Bayley, we always saw what happens? They weren't really a team either. They were just two single stars thrown together.
2: Uh, they kind of worked a story in there hmm. as far as like, why they teamed together.
1: There's no mean women tag team in NXT.
2: No. They, they're
1: pairing KC uh, and the other chick together. Well,
2: you have uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, I don't really look at them as a tag team. But it's more
1: like She's her bodyguard. That actor.
2: would be cool if if they held the tag team championship.
1: Anything Raquel Gonzalez does is cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just like the fact that you know she punked me out on social media.
1: Well, you know that that's one of the reasons she's a beautiful woman. A little, I'm a little smitten. Okay, so she have a little spark for my faction member Raquel Gonzalez.
0: How's Simone doing? Free.
1: How's Simone doing?
2: <laughs> I feel like you're never gonna let me forget that.
1: <laughs> it, it, we just fit together. Big Mommy Cool and Big Papa Putty, we, just, we, could, we could be a great tag team. No one calls you that. Everyone calls me that. No one no, Everyone, no one every, calls, everyone calls me that.
2: You know, okay, you know, I'm a single, too. They broke up Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville before they even had yes, a shot. Yeah, Fire and Desire. A legit tag team, too. I'm, like, thinking more and more about this. I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I think I'm starting to get riled up, too, about this.
1: Yeah, I'm not playing, Mark. I, I Start of the week, I'm not just, like, throwing shit out there. This is something I've been thinking you about. Have a, you have a good point. I usually do, Mark. Give me some credit. Now, you're going to bet tonight, you're going to think of another tag team. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. You're going to build a women's tag team division by putting two women who are doing absolutely nothing and throwing them into an imaginary tag team. That's what I just said in the, my, my little rant there. Dana Brooke, Tamina. They're going to be the next tag team champions. Randomly.
0: Damn.
2: Mm-hmm. They got messed up.
1: Yep. So, great tag team division. Talking about... But, uh, you know, even in the men's
2: division, the, the tag team roster is pretty weak.
1: and, and the takedown segment we just had—you we were talking about AEW's tag team division. I was talking about Impact tag team division. I don't ever remember us talking about WWE's tag team division.
2: I can't remember the last time WWE had like solid tag team action. I they think had, the furthest back I could go was probably the Attitude Era.
1: They had moments. They had legit moments, and then they always dropped the ball.
2: I mean, the greatest feud they had in recent memory was Usos in the New Day. That was yeah. That was my feud of the year. Right.
1: A couple years but ago, uh, you're year in the wars. but I mean, that's that was, it. Dude, yeah, that was it. That was a great rivalry, great storytelling, great li- actual tag teams, and now it's <sighs> Sanity. Sanity destroyed the NXT tag team division, brought up the SmackDown, never seen again. the The current leader of Sanity is now the Impact World Champion.
2: <sighs> oh my God they they blew a they blew an awesome opportunity out of Sanity. Huge, For One sure, of yeah. the biggest
1: balls they've ever dropped. Yeah. I didn't know too much about them in NXT. I just heard great things about that, and I was looking forward to them on SmackDown, and thoroughly really disappointed.
2: But yeah, hey, listen, that's another good point of a, of a you know, a blessing right there in disguise. Yeah. Eric Young, UI left, WWE got cut, and now he's Impact World Heavyweight Champion.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I talked about this, Triple H didn't want him to leave. Triple H was going to call him, bring him back to NXT, but then they released him. I'm like, oh,
2: man, that sucks.
1: But not for him. He's, now he's a World Champion. Congratulations to him.
2: Right. Yeah, obviously. He's crushing it over there.
1: So, Mark, I feel much better getting off of my chest. Thank you very much.
2: Good. Good. You seem like you're carrying that for quite some time.
1: Yeah, two weeks. Anyway, I feel much better. I moved on. Let's we'll see what happens on our next shot of the week. But, Mark, it is time for some go-home thoughts.
2: The floor is yours. So, my go-home thought is, dude, I found an awesome TV show that I've been hooked on. Dude, I am obsessed with Cobra Kai. Okay. Like
1: did you just get into that show, or I remember? I, I, I remember
2: you talking about it I, a while ago. No, I did. I just did. Okay. So I, I just started watching. I just watched recently for the first time the Karate Kid movies. Right? Oh,
1: okay, great. Because I haven't seen any of them, and I feel like if I said that you you'd be like insulting me. No, just yeah.
2: watched it, like a week okay. or two ago. Okay, I told somebody, them all.
1: I told somebody recently, and she just gave me a dirty look. I'm like, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> right. uh, I have to say, like the first one was pretty solid. Uh, the other. Was it two, three, and four were pretty bad? Oh, two and three were bad. Four was okay. What? There's four of them? There's one with Hillary Swank. That's the fourth Hit What? One. Yeah.
1: Did you watch one with Jaden Smith?
2: No, that, that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Like it doesn't a, exist. Like 10 years life. ago. Not, I'm not a Jaden Smith fan, so it doesn't exist. Um, although I have to he's producing this. Him and Will Smith are doesn't. producing Cobra Kai. So hats off to them because Cobra Kai is phenomenal. I, it's probably the best show I, I've been watching during this pandemic.
1: A friend of mine was into it when it was back on YouTube, what was that two years ago? Yeah. So I watched the first episode and it seemed like it, it would be awesome. Um, but now it's on Netflix. I thought about watching it, but I started watching something else. So
2: now I'm was, actually yeah. enjoying it better than the movies. Okay. Interesting.
1: Or something new every day?
2: Yeah, Cobra Kai is the shit. So if you're a Karate Kid fan or if you've been curious, you've been on the fence to watch this show, definitely check it out on Netflix. Uh, definitely binge... Uh, binge-watching-worthy right here.
1: We are almost halfway through September already, but September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. So if you have the time, I know everyone's going through a rough spot right now. If you have anything to give, go to com donate. I've done it a couple times. It's a worthy cause. Please help. It. These, these kids need it. So uh, definitely, if you can, com, You'll feel good about yourself. Or go to com and buy a bracelet or a shirt. All proceeds go to the same organization. Hmm. Two different go-home thoughts from two different people. Hmm. Anyway, Mark, where can people find you on social media
2: if, we, if they <laughs> oh, don't you, know by now? You can go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are in there.
1: Mark, this is a good start to season five, my friend.
2: Good start. Yeah, I'm glad you got your rant off. Like you, seem, you seem like a happier person. Now.
1: I'm much happier. It was a huge burden on my chest. And uh, now I feel less stress. It kept eating away, at I me, mean. And so now I feel better. Now I'm ready to go out and party.
2: Good man, and I accept your apology for how we started off earlier today. I never so. apologized to you. I never no, you, apologize you just, for. You, you apologize with your eyes, so I appreciate I that, not, man. I and, did not do that. And
1: you're I drunk. forgive you. You're drunk, so you We're good. Okay, whatever you say, buddy.
2: See so you, call me, buddy. We're so, good. Uh,
1: for Mark Schwann, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty until next week. Putty, out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams.